En el nombre del Padre, Hijo y Espíritu Santo. Amén. Good morning. I feel like the Pointer Sister saying, I'm so excited and I can't hide it. As, as Father Henry was saying, I, I became a, a grandfather this past week. On Tuesday, as, just to be more exact, at 5.51 p.m. on, on Tuesday. Uh, I'm grateful that I'm here today because I want to say thank you to this community as well. Uh, because you have embraced my daughter-in-law and my son and now her new child. Uh, and I've seen pictures of baby showers and just a whole journey here uh, in this community as she begins her uh, call as, a, as a, an Episcopal priest. So I want to say thank you to you, to all of you, for having embraced her and my son and uh, lifting them up uh, dur during this transition. Like I said, the birth of this child changed our lives, my wife and I. It's, it's very interesting how in, a few, in just a second, you're different. I remember receiving the first picture. Now that we cannot, because of COVID-19, we cannot be there present. But to receive the, uh, a photograph of this new child and the expressions from their parents' faces, the excitement that they brought, it was life-changing. And so from now on, just the name Sofia Isabella will be so important not only to me, but to the rest of my family because it changed our lives. And when I was reflecting on the, on the reading from the Old Testament in Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I remember seeing her face for the first time this past Friday and thinking, what's coming up for her in her life? What kind of things will she face? What kind of things is she going to experience? I don't know about you, but I have faced a lot of ups and downs. How about you guys? Anybody here? Right? Uh, things that you didn't expect, walls that you hit, things that hurt, but also things that brought joy, things that brought healing, right? A mixture for us, you know, for somebody from El Salvador, I was born in Peru, so that mixture, my wife was born in Vietnam, so all of those things, stories that come throughout the years and generations and generations that also become part of my granddaughter's life. But I also see at the end of, in the middle of the passage, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of them. Do not be afraid of any obstacle, any wall, any hardship that you may face, the ups and downs. For like God says, for I am with you to deliver you. Uh, my dad usually uh, many years when he was younger he would like to go on runs and walks around the neighborhood that's how he would exercise but one of the things that he did as far as his practice is see what people had left in front of their yards just, just to see if, if anything because my dad likes to fix things if they will have new life in our home and that's how I got my first guitar my dad found a guitar that was in pieces when I was 13 years old he brought it home uh, put some glue on it, 
I, I think she put some books on top of it to make sure that it glued all correctly, bought some strings and gave it to me, and that's how I learned how to play the guitar. But in one of these walks and runs, he found a rocking chair, a wooden rocking chair. The, the, the seat part was missing. It was all scratched up. It had been left there, I don't know how long. But he saw new life in it, so he brought it, he carried it. My dad is, I'm short, but my dad is shorter than me. So imagine what people must have said when they saw this rocking chair walking and moving through the, through the streets, heading to our, our home where it was fixed, clean, uh, given a new seat. Many years later, when I was getting ready to go to seminary, my dad gave that chair to a, a person that knew how to work with wood, and, and, and that person got some uh, sandpaper, right? Sand it down really nice. Uh, made a new seat for it. I added varnish and, 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 and uh, I guess, what do you call the wood, like uh, a stain to make it look nice. And that rocking chair uh, served me as that place where I sat and studied, uh, tackled with the things that I was learning in seminary. Probably many times when I was crying and, and feeling discouraged, I was able to sit on that chair. But through the varnish, I could still see some of those scars of the story of this chair. Perhaps the people that had sat on it, uh, the things they may have been thinking about, the places this rocking chair had been at, it still had signs of those things. Love is patient, Paul says. Love is kind, love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Sometimes I have looked at this passage as things that I need to put into practice in my own life and how to live out love. But I realize that this is the way that God is with us. Love is patient with us. Anybody have ever experienced God's patience? Anybody here? Wow. <laughs> Has God been kind to you? We're not robots, right? So God doesn't insist on his on God's things but continue to love us even when we go off track like Paul said there's nothing that can separate us from God's love right one of the things before joining the uh, the Dawson staff I would tell my community almost every Sunday there's nothing you can do okay? there's nothing you can do for God to love you more There's nothing you can do for God to love you more. You may think you need it and say, things are going all messed up. I need to go to church more so God can love me more. I need to read the Bible so God can love me more. I need to pray more so God can love me more. But God already loves you completely. And the other thing that I tell my, told my community was that there was nothing you can do for God to love you less. There's nothing you can do for God to love you less. You may try. You may mess up. <laughs> you, know, you make the wrong choices, whatever it is. But God continues to 
love us. I think these scars that the chair had also remind me of my own scars or the scars that all of us have that reminds us of healed wounds. It reminds us of God's activity in our lives. It reminds us of God's love for each of us. There are stories in each of those scars. Do you guys have scars, anybody here? Both physically, emotionally, spiritually. Wounds that have been healed. And I know that when I get a new wound, I look at the at scars that remind me that even through this new wound, God will be there with me. God will walk with me. God will not abandon me. And God will give me healing. As the psalm says, I have been sustained by you ever since I was born. From my mother's womb, you have been my strength. My praise shall be always of you. That is my prayer for my granddaughter. That is my prayer for me. And that is my prayer for each of you. Thank you again for loving my daughter-in-law. Thank you for loving my son. And I know that you will love my granddaughter, Sophia. She's pretty cute. She's beautiful. <laughs> Amen?